Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Grow With Soul. Today is a coaching episode with my friend Joe McCarthy, who you may know as Farain Shop. Well, at the end of 2019, Jo closed down her online shop, despite enjoying it and it being in profit, to pursue work that felt more aligned with her values and the life she wanted to live. Of course, that then opens the door to a whole new set of problems. So in this episode, we discuss the decision around changing the business model, naming a transitioning business, the difference between freelancing and business owning, niching, defining offerings, content, quite a lot as I read them out. So let's dive in. Hi, Joe. Hello, Kate. <laughs> so I should say as well that um, Joe and I live like 15 minutes away from each other, but I don't know how to record in person. So we are recording over Skype as normal. We can almost touch, can't we? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we could do it in person. I was like, oh, I, I literally don't know how to do that. So... <laughs> Plus, I'm in bed doing this, so yeah, <laughs> that well, be we could have tucked, tucked ourselves <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so, that mental image aside, for anybody who doesn't know you already, or maybe who already does, but would like to hear it again, do share your your story so far and how you came to be doing what you're doing and everything that's sort of happened because I know a lot has happened in the last kind of couple of months especially to kind of get you to the point that you're at now. Yeah sure so I'm Jo as Kate mentioned as you mentioned I live in North Wales right on the coast I'm not from here my husband Ben and I relocated here about two and a bit years ago now and we'd been living in America and um, when I moved back to the UK it was very much on my mind to do something creative to earn my money. I'd always worked in jobs around sort of education and um, working with vulnerable children and jobs like that. And although they were very satisfying, I just took this as an opportunity to try and flex my creative muscles. And so I decided to open an online shop and we called it Ferain, which is a Welsh word. It means good and noble, fair and fine. And I ran that successfully for about two years and I decided to close it at the end of December. So it's been a really interesting time over the past couple of years. Basically, ever since we moved back to the UK, we've had sort of family challenges and uh, different loss and uh, different things to work through. And the shop has always sort of, it's always been a, a lovely anchor, but it just was starting to feel like it was time to change. Yeah, and I think that's what's really interesting here as well, is that it's not like you had to close the shop, right? Because as I say, it was always in profit. It just, it wasn't sitting right. And that's often a harder decision to make because you you think, am I cutting off my nose to spite my face in a lot of ways, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly the challenge that I had to work through because I loved 
being a shopkeeper and I'm missing it actually over these past few weeks so I was only ever online and then um, in the summer um, with my friend Becky he's a florist we did a pop-up shop which you popped into Kate thank you very much and um, and and I loved all that side of it I love the idea of supporting small makers and you know there was so so much that that definitely aligned with my values and then there were just some very big things that didn't and so for example it was coming to a stage with the shop where really it needed to grow it needed to kind of take the next leap and because of the different sort of family things that we've been through I just felt when I dug deep I just felt that it wasn't the right time to to push that particular business in that particular direction and so I kind of I sat with a piece of paper (laughs) and um, worked out you know the feasibility really of continuing in the way that I was and giving my best to the makers that I was stocking and you know being able to be sort of innovative and energetic about the shop I just was finding that to, to do those things was taking I guess more effort than I was hoping it would and so rather than treading water with it I wanted to take a step back which goes a bit against my personality my 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 tendency is to just keep plowing through head down <laughs> keep working through stuff and I just felt that no in order to to really get to grips with how I want to spend my time working to really be creative to really fulfill those dreams I actually have to hit the pause button yeah and it all sounds really thought through in a really lovely way in the and and from a very value led way because I think it's very easy around decisions like this to think well I have to be a proper business owner and I have to have a spreadsheet and I have to compare them and, and go at it from that point of view but to actually go because I know for you that that travel and and that flexibility to to move around is very important and you know when you've got a shop that's a lot harder to do and like not being much of a shopper and not really caring much about keeping up with trends and all those things that like you have to really love to have a shop and it just not aligning anymore and having that be the thing that led the decision I think is so important because ultimately I mean correct me if I'm wrong but ultimately I I imagine that helps you be a lot more at peace with the decision. I think that's exactly what it was actually in the end because as you say I'm not I'm not much of a shopper we've talked about that before I love to create a beautiful environment for myself but I I don't do it in this kind of you know constantly searching for new things kind of a way and so I was um I was feeling that although I stock some really beautiful things and, you know, I definitely was always conscious of what I was stocking in terms of choosing things that were, you know, very thoughtfully made. I just was finding that my own time was being spent scrolling through other shops and what other people were doing. And and, and when I really analysed that, when I really thought about that, I, I just thought, you know, for, for right now, for how I'm feeling, this just isn't sustainable, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really have a very beautiful sort of support system I have a a lovely very valued community for want of a better word on Instagram you know I've had such lovely comments after closing the shop and and so I think that again was another kind of indication that that I was doing it for as you say kind of value-led reasons you know I think lots of people have 
have these businesses these small businesses and they kind of just keep going they just they're very tenacious they just keep going but for me stepping back has been the best thing I I feel lighter from doing it and that's the main thing that's always yeah that's always a sign that it was the right thing to do so where does that now leave you in terms of what you're gonna do? Where you're gonna take? Because yeah. you're still you're still for rain. <laughs> I'm still for rain, which I I would love to talk to you about that side actually. But um, yeah, I so actually something I have kind of shared with others really is alongside for rain. I've I've also always had other work so I've always been writing for other people sometimes it's in my own name and sometimes it isn't I do social media management and content creation for other businesses recently I started managing somebody's Pinterest account there's a whole range of different things that I do and so when when I decided to close the shop which I decided in probably sort of October November time I think October actually I had in mind that I would just try to boost these services and they it's not really something I've talked about much particularly in a on the social media side but I I feel like now's the time to build that side of my business up and and make that the business so I've been thinking of it as you know keeping the values of Ferrain which were very much about collaboration and supporting creatives promoting creatives but doing it in a more behind the scenes way than the shop model so with the shop model you're hoping that other people are literally buying into what you're doing by buying your products but in this way I, I want to shift the balance a bit and support those support the makers support other online shops and be a much more kind of behind the scenes I suppose is the way to describe it does that make sense <laughs> that does make sense <laughs> yeah you kind of if you think about the chain of like product to consumer you've kind of done a leapfrog backwards <laughs> oh, yeah that's that's how mentally I'm trying to imagine it yeah I feel like a lot of my jobs in the past have been these kind of more cheerleader roles you know and I feel really comfortable with that you know I was thinking about marketing and social media and it's funny I, I find it almost easier to shout about others than I do about myself and so I'm hoping that this will be a good fit it's just finding ways to transition you know, as you say, at the moment, I'm keeping the name Ferrain. I feel like it still fits with the values of what I'm trying to do. I'd love to know your opinion if you think that's a sensible approach or not. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Mm. Let's talk about that quickly before, um, because you mentioned it, in terms of the name. So, because I know Instagram is Joe at Ferrain. Yes, I've just changed it. Oh, yeah. you just changed it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, so it, it it was uh, Ferrain's shop. Mm. Now I've kind of, yeah, Joe at Ferrain. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, is it Joe at Ferrain is like the brand name or is the website still Ferrain? I think the website will still be Ferrain because actually one, one thing that I realised was, you know, I've been blogging anyway on the website and one of the things that I was trying to do was kind of bring in other creatives into the blog posts and things and, and that's something that I really want to build on and so I thought for rain anyway when I did a quick informal survey on this it's, it wasn't just viewed by some people as a shop anyway mm. you know lo- lots of people would look at the website in any case and learn about the makers um, and learn about sort of other interesting things but not necessarily buy anything so one of my thoughts was that if I keep the Ferrain name the brand to the extent that I've built it so far then then that might be a good 
first step in the transition. I asked a question on Instagram about why people have named their Instagram handles that what they have you know and quite a few were saying oh I, I wish I'd use my own name I wish I'd just put myself out there a bit more rather than hiding behind a, or how they perceived it anyway hiding mm. behind a brand name and I thought that was quite interesting because I yeah I don't I don't know when I invoice people I use my own name and not the brand name mm. <laughs> so, so I think I do need to knuckle down a bit of kind of is, is it for rain as a kind of creative it's like a creative studio or creative I don't know what to call myself really yeah I know what you mean but and I think it 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 actually is a bigger question than we're almost making out because if you were to change to being just your own name that then although it is kind of more personal it puts you out there and especially in a service-based kind of environment that makes a lot of sense but also you have been Farain for two years and there is a, a recognition there where you are Farain and Farain is you. And also in terms of long-term vision, which I know isn't just about providing services, it, I have a feeling that to get to that long-term vision of sort of wanting to be more of a hub, you, you, you'll you get to a point where you want to change your name back <laughs> to Farain. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, that's exactly the thought process I went through. I was thinking, you know, it might be because I want it to be this kind of quite collaborative environment, whether that's online or in person. I don't know, really, if having my name and pictures of me everywhere is really what I want. You know, mm. I like I quite like the idea of Farain being, although it's an unusual word and not everyone would know what it meant, you know, to me it does mean something. And so if I can use that as a as a brick in the foundation of the business, then that's something quite solid to build on, I mm. think. Yeah, and because it's very meaningful to you. We talked about, and you're like, Farain means this, and that's why the shop was that, you know? And it, it, it's the meaning is very much embedded in what you do in your approach. So I think it's not just a name. It's your name in another way, if that makes sense. So I probably, I wouldn't, if it was me, I wouldn't change it. Oh, well, that's good. Because I, I, you know, I've had similar thoughts, like not actually seriously considered it, but have kind of been like, well, things would be easier if I used my name. <laughs> but I like having the separation of business and self a little bit more. And I like not being just another name that you could easily forget. Like, what was it? Katie? Catherine? Uh, you know, like all those things. Like, oh, there's some Faris. You know, <laughs> it's easy to forget, whereas it, a, a brand name is more memorable, you hope. Yeah, <laughs> you, you hope so. I mean, I, I feel too that, you know, in, incidentally, I couldn't have just Farain as my Instagram handle because it had been taken and I couldn't be bothered with all the dashes and whatnot to secure it. And so I kind of went for Joe Farain. But, you know, it, it, who knows how this business will grow? I, I think it will be quite organic. But I think one of the challenges and that I'd mentioned to you was this idea of kind of shifting from this you know freelance model to this business model and kind of drawing all of the different services that I offer together and and I think having a, a quite a solid brand idea a brand voice a brand vision whatever you want to call it is 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 a way of having that division between sort of personal approach and business approach you know and so I, I'm reassured that you feel like that thank you <laughs> yeah it does it sets the tone because it's you're very much in a, a now what situation so the, the decision 
to close the shop was almost the easy part <laughs> because now you've like opened the store and it's like oh now there's all this other stuff one of which is the offering and so you as you say have already been doing a lot of freelance work anyway and so the quick win is to do more of that which would lead you to use your own name and that sort of thing but I know that's not quite what you want you want to be more of a business and having the name I think lends itself to that yeah I agree I feel like you know right say writing and using my own name that's that's kind of just one part of it you know I feel too that the I've been in my head sort of describing it as as the website will pretty much remain the same just without a shop. <laughs> and so, again, I think that's an argument for just bu- building much more strongly probably on the brand. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about kind of building something in this way is that I feel, whereas with a shop, it's quite a reactionary model. You know, you does something sell? Yes. Well, then order more of it. You know, I feel with, with this, I, I'm, I'm sensing already that I'm much more in control of kind of, you know, what I can offer um, and how I can offer it. And that is, it, it's almost then like Ferrain is offering something all of its own rather than representing mm. all these other, all these other makers, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a nice, a nice way of thinking of it. And that's actually a really interesting thing that you bring up about that kind of almost completely 180 degree, the other way of putting stuff out there is that you're not, like judging by it by what people buy and then restocking it it's this is the thing (laughs) exactly and that's quite empowering and it's it's the first time that I will have gone down this route so you know I'm grateful for our chat and I'm grateful that there seems to be lots of others as well who are are shifting the balance a bit in in what they're offering it's it is much more as you were saying earlier about your values and how you want to spend your time and spend your days and you know I'm becoming a little bit better at using my time effectively and you know I'm working on boundaries and saying yes and no to certain things and all of that is very empowering and I feel I feel that that's something that uh having a kind of retail model it was just a lot more challenging for me personally to to have those boundaries so let's think a little bit about the the nuts and bolts of like what you're gonna do (laughs) 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 because there's the the freelance services which you've already been doing which you're just kind of leaning into a little bit more yeah and then also some more kind of well we're not I'm not gonna call it mentoring because I know you didn't want to call it mentoring but kind of buddying up sort of style of things yeah sure so this actually gets me very excited to talk about this but goodness knows what I call it but when I sent out my newsletter kind of explaining you know that I'm closing the shop I mentioned that I wanted to coach mentor buddy support cheerlead other people in whatever their small creative business might be and because I do enjoy the nitty-gritty of business I do I, I really like the idea of being perhaps the missing link between somebody thinking of a business idea and actually doing it and so I've been really excited to be kind of coaching somebody with her permission I can talk about her business so Cara is setting up Pine Lifestyle and I've been coaching her for a few months now and she's going to be selling vintage wares online and so Cara's been brilliant at helping me realize kind of what the blocks are for 
people trying to set up their own businesses. Um, she's also been helping me figure out how to present this information and how, you know, the what are my deliverables. And her feedback's been brilliant about how I've been able to support her, you know, not just from my shop experience, because, you know, I can't say I was in, in retail for very long, but just from just from the experience all all of my different experiences really and kind of you know looking at things quite broadly and then knuckling down into kind of okay you want to use Pinterest well how do you do it you know you want to write your first Instagram post what should that look like you know how do you plan your time where do you get your stock from how do you talk to makers how do you fill your shelves how do you do all the kind of nitty-gritty of running a shop you know and I've really 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 enjoyed that and so if that was something that, you know, it, it, well, really, I would love it to be something that I could offer to more people. I know that you and others have talked about uh, the, the kind of one-to-one model um, having its own challenges, you know, but I, I feel like that's something that at the moment I've, I really enjoy doing. And so I would love to pursue that as a, another strand of the kind mm-hmm. of foray creative services or whatever I end up calling it. So so when you say a strand, like how much of a strand is it? And is it just a strand because it feels like big and scary and oh, I couldn't possibly make it like the main thing? Or is it that you actually genuinely want it to be a part of a greater whole? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. I think I have viewed it as a strand and not as a whole because perhaps view what I've been doing so far as like beta testing, you know, and I suppose there is a bit of a leap in thinking, right, this is what I now do. I suppose there's a bit of safety in thinking, oh, I'll just dip my toes in the waters with it. But that is a good question to reflect on. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's something to reflect on. And, And the reason that I ask is because it's very similar to when I started out that I was like, oh, I'm going to offer this, 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 and this freelance service. And then I'm also going to do this, 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 and this coaching. And it was just like, they were two different things. And, and people were kind of like, well, are you doing it or are you helping me do it? Like, what? what's the call to action here? And, the, and it is difficult because you do then start to conflict yourself within your business because it's difficult to sell the freelance services as the solution when also you've got another solution which is a completely opposite solution to the same problem that someone's got. So that's the thing to weigh up is the overall direction of Ferrain in the business. Is it to be how do you want to help people and how is the best way for you to help people? I'm not saying that there's not a way they can't sit together and you can't also be doing the freelance stuff and the services. It's just going to take a little bit more kind of building to put it together than having it flow quite so much. That is a very interesting way to put it. Yeah, I suppose in my kind of visual way of thinking, I've I've been thinking that, you know, if you write for rain on a bit of paper, all the arrows going out of it, include the mentoring coaching idea as well as writing for people you know content creation all the other things that I already do but I do agree that actually already I'm coming up with this problem where um so for example I manage a Pinterest account for somebody and she said well you know you could as well teach people how to do that Mm. (laughs) and it and it and it showed me I think where perhaps 
you know, I've been a bit limited in my thinking of how this could all work, you know, and whether that's because there's like a safety gauge that's kicked in where it's, it feels a bit daunting to put myself out there as a such and such person, mm. you know, that could, that could be yeah. the, the line of it really, almost like a, it might sound a little bit audacious, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, this is what I can do. And, and you start from the, yourself as a starting point of well this is what's in my box and I'm just going to use what's in my box whereas actually if you start to think this is the person I want to help this is their their problem now how is how do they want that problem solved and this is where I got to as well is that I started to realize this is way way back when I was still offering a million freelance services as well um the person that I wanted to really help wanted to do it themselves because it was their little baby business and they just wanted to learn how to do it and they didn't want some other person coming in and doing it for them. And so that's why I I cut out the freelance because the coaching and the teaching was where that help, that impact that I really wanted to make was. And then I had to just like pull my big girl pants up and, and kind of do it. Whereas it might be that, you know, there's some people whose their target customer is like, I just really need someone to manage my Pinterest. <laughs> like, I don't care about doing it myself. I just want it to happen. And that's great. But that's the thing that you've got to start with is who, what is the impact I really want to make and to whom and what do they need from me, regardless of whether or not I feel right now that I I should be able to say that I can do that because that's kind of irrelevant in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, you've talked before about, you know, qualifications and not being too, you know, not mm-hmm. really being too worried about that side of it. I mean, I do feel confident in what I can offer. I suppose it's finding ways to communicate that to others in a way that's also different to what others are already doing. There's mm. a million people out there doing this. I think there is space for everybody. But yeah, I feel like that is that is probably the block that I'm at, you know. And then, of course, you've got your data today challenges and being practical which is you know you need to earn some dosh as you're doing all of this you know and that's where the freelance work has been brilliant for that and so I again I think there's almost like two parallel businesses going on that at some at some point one of them probably will have to give way to the other so that's definitely food for thought Kate Mm. well it's and it's something to think about and it doesn't not every decision has to be made right now this minute but it's being really clear not only clear on a vision for a year, two years time or where I would love to get to with Ferrain, it's being committed to it as well because you can be clear on the vision and then just be busy doing all the stuff that's not going to take you there. But if you think, right, I am committed to this vision of Ferrain is going to be X, then I'm going to actively work towards making sure that the majority of the work that I'm doing reflects that vision. And that means that there's freelance stuff at the moment because I need it but that's not being built into the future of the business. It's just kind of helping me for now. And then once I get into phase two, I'm going to look at how I can phase that out. Yeah, I love that way of organising it. You know, I was, I was thinking that one of the challenges really with being a freelancer in general, you know, is that you you tend to just kind of take work that comes your way. And so there can be this, this um, issue with saying yes 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 take it take it take it and all the while you're growing in experience and you're growing in confidence and that that's wonderful but it's it's not necessarily intentional is it in the way that you're 
you're building things you know you're again you're reactionary and that's kind of what I want to get away from a little bit in that sense you know I like the idea too just for my own sort of personal development really of slowing things down a bit and not being so giddy to kind of you know think right okay I'm doing that I'm mm. doing that and and you know I was telling um Cara who I'm coaching you know that I do have a bit of a tendency just to to write something and put it out there and then it's right okay that's done you know mm. without necessarily it being strategic and so I think that's definitely where I need to you know I'm quite capable of telling others how to be strategic <laughs> but, I think, but I think I need to work on that for myself and 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 gain that control back that sometimes I felt I was lacking in my shop model so I suppose there's an element of that too kind of work you know and I, ha- I have done this I have written a kind of like a what went well for the shop and and an even better if list you know um on my even better if list it's things like you know I planned better and I thought ahead a little bit more and I slowed things down a bit. And, you know, I mean, the show is, I have a very small following on Instagram. I have a, it's all on the, on a sort of small level what I've been doing, but if I can get the foundations right at this small level, then if it, if it does grow, I'm still in control. I'm still very much mm. sort of dri- driving the process rather than, how it feels a little bit at the moment and how it could potentially feel with more freelance work is that you're just constantly saying yes to things that come your way. Yeah. And and that's the thing when you're changing a business model is that there comes a point where you have to say no to something that you could do. And that's what I found personally, as I'm trying to shift towards more of a one-to-many model, like I have to, there comes a point where I have to stop booking clients like that that's the thing that's stopping it you know um (laughs) whereas because you go like (laughs) not quite that bad (laughs) but you kind of it's it's difficult when you're like well you know I do have time and this person seems very nice and like I could do it and they come and you just have to be like no I have to go without that chunk of money because I need the time to put together this course I need the time to actually make sure I can book in some in your case book in some clients that aren't freelance but the more that you think oh I need the money so I'm going to book in that it means you you're not booking in something else that makes sense yeah Um, yeah it's prioritizing isn't it always yeah. yeah Yeah, that's that's a really you know it's really sensible advice. I mean, I I was listening to um, Ruth Pound like the other day, and she was saying that her priority is to do less but better, and I think that absolutely underpins what I'm aiming for as well. You know, just be more in control, do higher quality work, and and find find the right people. You know, answer answer the questions of the right people, mm. <laughs> and fill some gaps that I perceive to exist, and and then the you know the quality goes up my sort of satisfaction in my work will go up and um, hopefully it'll be sort of profitable as well mm. yeah Sim- strip it all Easy. back strip Easy. it all back <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was just curious Kate if I might ask like oh. do you so, so you've you've always seemed to have this sort of very strong vision really um, and I know you've spoken in the past like you don't necessarily create vision boards in a kind of cutting out pictures mm-hmm. from magazines but you do have a you, you use your words you write it down kind of what your goals are I know you do Susanna Conway's yes unravel your um, year your year yeah and and all of these things do you do you refer back to these things regularly to kind of keep yourself on track or how do you approach your yeah how how do you Mm. keep in front of you 
last year I didn't refer back to the Unravel workbook, but I think that's because there were some things that I'd put in there that were like really wrong. <laughs> things that you thought you won and then you're like, oh no, this is not like... Bleh. Anyway, so it's not something... That sort of thing I haven't referred back to, but what I do tend to do is that I, I filter it all down. So I don't regularly go back and, and read through a big scrawled out world workbook but what I would have done is put the key things that I wanted to do as a tracker in my spreadsheet so like my business goals I've now got a tracker in my spreadsheet which I look at every day I've also printed out if you go and sign up to Elise Blaha Kripe's mailing list you get a free tracker for goals so I use that for goals like my yoga goal and my what else have I got? Cooking goal. <laughs> so I have, I don't go back and look through the original place where I made the goal because I've already filtered out the key points and got them in other places where they're kind of consciously, well, or literally there in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's what I was curious about. Yeah. I, I wonder sometimes if having, having a bit of both, you know, kind of having something that's, yeah, as you say, on a spreadsheet and, you know, it's trackable, it's, you know, you you know yourself that you're accountable to it, but also having something quite quite literally in front mm. of you. I'm just wondering if that could be a number one action point after our call, really, <laughs> just mm. to write these things down. Yeah. Well, and I also I also have have it quite mentally as well. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've spoken about this somewhere, but everyone could hear it again. Where I I have it in my mind, where I can kind of go off to a place where like f- future vision of just and and really no and the key thing here is the feeling that you feel while you're there so I'm kind of like I'm in my garden and it's sort of sunset and the light is all magical and I can smell all the heady flowers and I feel really relaxed and like I've got nowhere to be and that's the feeling that I want to have in my life and in my business so when I am faced with a decision or I'm making a plan or whatever I think about what's going to make me feel the way that I feel in that vision. Yeah, yeah. And that's what lead. That's what leads the decision making. And you've got your garden now, Kate. And I've actually got a garden now, so I'm one step closer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think you know we we veer off track when those visions aren't clear, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, and we're so influenced, and we're so. I forget which guest you had on, but somebody said, you know, they feel they feel like they absorb everything. They feel like they sort of react to everything that they mm. read and listen to. And, and I can sometimes be like that too, a bit of a sponge. And, you know, and in a, in one way that's brilliant and certainly running a shop, that was quite handy because you can then react to what people are looking for and what's going on in the sort of, you know, general in, in people's minds. But I think, yeah, when, when you're kind of taking that step right back, you're stripping it right back, you know, having just a very clear vision of what you want how you want to spend your time and not letting others influence that I think there's there's a lot of strength in that Mm -hmm. you know yeah Yeah. so kind of related to that and and also picked up on on something that you said earlier is around like what is your value your difference now in this new space and I think particularly for you as well it's what's my value when the thing I was known for isn't the thing I have anymore Yes, that is a very interesting question. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things that I've been spending a bit of time thinking about is this idea of of kind of niching. You know, do I do I try and become this um, 
this person that is known for this one thing. And I don't mean in terms of just like a singular offering. I mean a kind of occupying a space, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of, I've asked a few people who I think are niching and I've kind of asked, you know, why did you do this? And, and you know, the same answer comes back really. It's that people begin to trust you and know you on a very practical level. You'll be invited on a podcast about it. You'll be invited to share your thoughts in a blog post, you know, on a very practical level. You, it's quite a good way of um, becoming established and known for something. But again, I feel like in this space that I'm working in, I don't know really kind of what my position of difference is, you know, or I don't, or if I know it, I don't know at the moment how to communicate it to others so that they will then take the step of trusting me with their problems. Yeah, and it's the niche question is such a funny question because a niche could be you help online shops, whereas a niche could be you help online soap shops. <laughs> like, so there's a lot of variation in the definition of niche, even. And on top of that, whether it's the right thing to do or not. And I don't like to ever put people in a position where they eventually feel backed into a corner, which I think is if you pin everything onto this is who I am, you don't actually, there's no room to expand from that as when you naturally will as a human being. However, another analogy I heard on a Being Boss episode, which I will try and remember which one it is for the show notes, they spoke about how you need to narrow in to go through a door, but once you're through the door, you can open back up which I think is actually quite really useful and, and probably reflected in the the way that my business has developed, that I very much was narrowed in on marketing and got through the door. And then, but since then I've kind of opened up a lot more into more of like planning and goal setting and general business, living in a business and some of the woo stuff. And it's all kind of opened back out. And there might be a time where I need to get through another door so I narrow back in. But it can really help you, especially when you are starting out or you're making a big change, just to give yourself some parameters to get through a door. And then you can, once you once you know it, you can then start to expand on it a little bit more. Yeah, that is a really good analogy, Kate. I love that. I suppose one of my questions would be how you figure out what's after the door. So you've kind of, you've gone through it, you've described yourself in a certain way, and then you expand. I'm just curious how that might look for me. Mm. Well, I think it's, it's a funny, it's, and it's it's where you define where the door is. <laughs> because there's a, I think there's a lot of things where by cutting out and narrowing in on your focus, you then start to look at the things that you miss from the things that you cut out and be like, oh, you know what? I feel like it's really important in order to make sense of this small thing I've been talking about that we add in this element. So that's kind of what happened with me, that it was very difficult to talk about marketing when you're not talking about how you're planning your time. Because like, how do you do the marketing if you've, your time management's a mess? <laughs> like, so it those sort of things become obvious. And what I think is important in the whole niching question is again going back to that person that you want to help and what they need to see from you because very often with things like coaching mentoring those kind of services is that it's much more about is this a person that I can have six hour long conversations with is this a person who 
like thinks the way that I wish I could think. Like I love the way they structure everything. They seem so on it. That's exactly the kind of thing that I want. Like, oh, they use a lot of diagrams. I love diagrams. Or they use a lot of lists. I love lists. Like you have to kind of feel like this is somebody I can connect with on a really intellectual level. And so that's where when you're starting to think about what's my difference, what's my niche, rather than go quite external and material, it would I would go into a more approach-led niche yeah that's very interesting and I know that you've also talked about in the past you've kind of said like it's all about kind of what can I do for them so it's not necessarily what you call yourself it's not necessarily the exact title you know I know this idea of kind of mental coach um if I could call myself a business buddy (laughs) or just a friend (laughs) I think that would (laughs) that would be nice but you know what you call yourself maybe is a little bit secondary but yeah finding finding the person that connects with you you know what difference can I make in their in in the way that they approach their work Mm. you know that they're the key questions really aren't they and then finding ways to communicate that to others so that you attract those clients Mm. because exactly what you're talking about now is the way to be talking about it to establish that difference because it's for people who are like oh you know I don't really want a formal coach that feels a little bit like not me I just want something a little bit more informal a bit more friendly I just want somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off I don't want to be like in a program (laughs) like that sort of person is the sort of person who you're going to want to work with so they're the elements to really bring to the fore about your approach that's going to just be a neon sign to kind of say I'm what you're looking for yeah that's right and then you know there are course issues around how you price that how you position yourself in that market you know I want to be very accessible I feel like I feel like I want to be the person that I wish I could have spoken to when I was opening Mm -hmm. the shop and and I think if I can maybe write that on a bit of paper somewhere and stick it on the wall you know what what was I looking for when I was opening up my business and some of the principles will apply to an online shop in particular and some I think you could most definitely extend to other businesses other creative businesses and so this this is kind of how it's going over in my mind you know of how of how to of of what foreign can be yeah and it, it and the thing to always remember is it all doesn't have to all happen at once and again that's where this future vision comes in to not back yourself into a corner so much with a niche that you can't get out of working with online shops if you want to but also that it's keeping it like this is phase one and this is where I'm gonna this is where I feel most confident. So I'm going to learn my craft here. And then in phase two, I'm going to broaden it out. And and knowing what's what, I'm kind of being like, okay, this little idea I've got, that can just go in a pile over there because I don't need to worry about it for like six months. Yeah, 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 I think it's sensible to let things happen organically because what we were discussing earlier about the kind of probably, you know, the freelance work running in parallel is it might be that there's some learnings from that work that I can drag over into mm-hmm. the sort of foreign brand column, <laughs> you know, and so having that flexibility built in from the start is, it, it you know, it's exciting to work in that way. I think it's, it, it, it is nice and organic and it, I love having a kind of baggy, well, I love I love the idea of having control, and I love the idea of things being quite baggy. Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in the middle is where I need to be focusing. I I think, mm. yeah. And in order for things to be baggy, they need to be really simple, so that you understand them, but also 
other people coming to it can still kind of be like what's going on here <laughs> yeah the message needs to it. be clear yeah I agree with that yeah and you know I know that one of the other issues that I'll face is kind of how to be different you know how to offer something different and I and I feel like from my experience, I, I do have some ideas about what I'd like to talk about in this very particular space that I've been working in, this online shop space selling handmade goods, <laughs> you know. And so, again, kind of looking at ways that maybe that will position me as a as a slightly different offering that that excites me as well. Mm. Yeah. And and I think with that question of the what makes me different is to actually like ask yourself that question genuinely. Cause we're quite often wring our hands and like, oh, what makes me different? And it's like, well, yeah, what does? Like, why you? Why should somebody work with you? Why would you want somebody to work with you? I think that question of why do you want want people to choose you, which is a more empowering question than why you, then that actually gives you a a sense that's more external it's like well I want people to choose me because they want to take control when they just want they're there they've got it but they want a friend to help them not somebody telling them what to do well that gives you a little sense of why you're different because you found that as a gap that is existing so yeah that's the way that I go about it and because I think as well we can be very like oh I've got this many years experiences I've got this degree whereas actually if you say why do I want somebody to choose me the things we come up with are nothing to do with what's on our CV yeah and you know I I I see courses all the time I see programs all the time lots and lots of different things on offer and that's certainly the question I will ask about others you know well well what why them (laughs) so so it's it's a very sensible approach yeah I'm asking people potentially to part with some hard-earned money why should why should they be doing that what value am I going to offer to them you know so just quickly before we start to wrap up in terms of starting to create content and post as the new non-shop foray how are you feeling about that how are you finding it well, yeah, it's, you know, when I closed the shop, I did a Instagram post and, you know, it, something funny struck me was that layers of people said, oh, I had no idea. And I and I thought, goodness, how can you have had no idea? I blogged about it. And I, actually, I didn't blog about it. I sent out a newsletter. I've Instagrammed several times. I, I bashed through a comfort zone and actually went on video on Instagram and all of these things. And it And something just struck me that actually you know we think everybody sees everything Mm -hmm. of course they don't and so rightly or wrongly and I'd love your opinion I'm kind of going on this gently gently drifting into talking about new things approach um you know I think uh, my last couple of posts have just been quite general I tend to view when I'm doing an Instagram it's very insta it's very kind of what I think about in that moment you know and so I think there will need to be some structure I think I will start to perhaps you know one of my goals after our chat today is to maybe structure some content that I can start sharing on Instagram I've got some blog posts in mind of how I'm going to convey my message my new message there are some ways that I would love to have Cara who I've been coaching talk about our work together you know so those are some content ideas and I think rather than blasting it out in one go and thinking of course everybody will see that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) that one Instagram (laughs) yeah just this kind of more gentle drip feed approach I think is where I'm gonna is how I'm gonna approach it 
yeah and and so with that are you including sharing some of the the process or more drip feeding the finished stuff that makes sense Uh, I think the process is is vital to know Mm. about I don't know what you think but that's certainly what I enjoy reading in in others work you know I love seeing your processes I'm kind of obsessed with Josephine Brooks's 12-week planner (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know I love seeing everyone doing that so so I think my my interest lies in processes Mm. um and I think that's also where how how I hope that I can help people is that I I know about the processes you know and I've done them and and I want to continue to learn new processes and so I think if I can share that I think that's of interest Mm -hmm. to people would you agree yeah no I was setting a trap for you (laughs) (laughs) where because with with a shop you don't want to be sharing the fact that like the post hasn't turned up and everything's broken and all that sort of stuff you don't want to be sharing so you do share the the finished product whereas much more with this you sharing the process is the thing that's best going to demonstrate that approach and the way that you work and that's the thing that's that people are gonna that that essentially that people are buying now is that that way you work work through stuff so congratulations you passed the test (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I think so I mean you know gone are the days I think where it's all glossy and you know this Mm. kind of you know it's we're all we're all in this well anyone that's listening to this podcast I'd imagine has this appreciation of what goes into these businesses you know and and I think sharing it collaborating on ideas you know my Instagram is is already quite a sharing kind of a space you know I ask lots of questions and I get lots of answers and I would love that to continue with my new offering you know Mm -hmm. whether people end up being paying clients of mine or not I view Instagram and hopefully my blog you know will be these these spaces where we can share ideas and you know I've always very much viewed the foreign shop as something that people contributed to again as paying customers or just as people with opinions Mm. and I I love that idea of that continuing with my new business direction yeah and I think and that's the key thing because that's the little bit of magic that can't be replicated by someone else that is the thing that makes you different is that kind of approach that's a key building block of what it meet like foreign means and they're all the little pieces that just make up the magic so yeah i hold and especially because you've been being a business beforehand and that's what people were there for like yeah they were there for the products but they stuck around for the other stuff that you were doing for the person that you are they weren't just like great i'm gonna buy this and then i'm gonna go leave um they stuck around because there was something else so they're the things they're your red threads that kind of connect the old to the new yeah brilliant and you know for me personally what what really excites me about that is that that's the bit I actually find the easiest as well mm. so I think that's that's always worth looking at isn't it kind of where you know which tasks are so tedious that you just put them off and off and off and which, which things come fairly naturally and for me the kind of you know the chatting to diff- to people and sharing ideas and my dms are full of voice messages from people sharing ideas and that that's something that I just really enjoy mm. I don't view that as a time sucker you know and so if I can somehow keep keep that going then I think that will bring me not only bring me joy to my business but it'll also just mean that it's something that I will continue I'll stick to that kind of value yeah do what you're good at 
like it doesn't have to be hard like I think we all do that we're like oh this is a business I need to be doing stuff that I hate and I find really difficult but I, just do what you're good at do what you enjoy and that's where you're going to show up the best and be the most in flow and um, you don't have to do everything else and all the other things just stick yeah. stick to where you can shine the best yeah it's so true I think we we whack ourselves on the back don't we and think oh I, I, you know everyone else is doing that they make it look easy but actually yeah figure out what figure out wh- where you shine yeah. <laughs> you know and and uh and if you can turn that into a business if it can be something that you know brings you a, an income as well then then that's great you know that's a great position to be in yeah yeah I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this has been very, very... Well, I I haven't written any notes down. Um, (laughs) I'm going to listen back to it when it's on on air. And I'm very grateful for your input. It's wonderful. Thank you. Good. Well, I've got one last question for you, which is, how do you grow a soul in your work and life? Yes, well, I'm obsessed with the answers to this question <laughs> to your podcast. Um, and so I agree with all the answers that you've had up until now. Um, <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to sort of overthink it. But when I sat down to write something, I found a quote on Instagram from Laura at Circle of Pines. And I thought this just absolutely summed up what I feel about this question that my answer to this question so I'm going to read it it's from um, Jane Kenyon who was a poet she died in 1995 but she wrote this she said be a good steward of your gifts protect your time feed your inner life avoid too much noise read good books have good sentences in your ears be by yourself as often as you can walk hmm and I just thought when I read that I thought you know that's the answer to that is the meaning of life (laughs) (laughs) that is what I try and do (laughs) and what a lovely lovely way to end so everybody go out and and walk and have good sentences in your ears (laughs) thank you Jo thank you Kate it's been a real pleasure and I am a bad podcast host because I completely forgot to ask Jo at the end there where you can find her but on Instagram she is at jo underscore at underscore Farain and her website is farain.com Farain is spelt f-i-r-a-i-n while I've got you, I'd love to introduce you to the Unmastermind. This is a brand new offering for 2020 and it's for those of you who've been working in your business for a little while and are now starting to wonder what's next. Maybe you want to grow, you want to change direction like Joe, or maybe there's an itch you want to scratch in your business but you can't quite find where it is. This program is a mastermind, but nice. So there'll be no talk of funnels and 10xing and millions of dollars, but more a like-minded group who want to grow a soul and discuss finding balance and flow. We'll be a small group and over the course of 12 months we'll support each other to great things. We'll have an in-person workshop here at my house, bi-monthly group calls, you'll get a quarterly one-to-one check-in call with me and every month I'll send you a workbook and personalised suggestions to keep you working towards your goals. And we'll have things like a group chat and stuff so that we're always, always there for each other. We start in April, but places are being filled on a first come, first serve basis. So go to simpleandseason.com forward slash the unmastermind to find out more and drop me an email if you have any questions. You can reach me at kate at simpleandseason.com. 
Any links we mentioned in this episode will be on my website, which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me and Joe on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason and she's at joe at Ferrain with underscores. As always, if you think you have a friend who would really benefit from listening to this conversation, please do send the link to the episode and share where you're listening and tag me online too. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul. <laughs>